Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get started, and because we're having technical difficulties, I'm holding the recorder to my mouth like I'm recording my own like secret spy diary or something. So uh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so in lieu of a microphone, I'm gonna talk loud into this thing, and hopefully it works. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna start us off with prayer. Uh, God, I ask that you would uh, help me to focus today and bring uh, bring a message that has um, a lot of pertinence to where we're at in life. Um, I ask that you would bless us today and that you would uh, bless us as we go into our, our new year and uh, as we celebrate this time of change and that the holidays are coming to a close. In your name, amen. So I got to grab the right note so I'm not reading off my grocery list. But um, I was... So a couple weeks ago, I did like a Christmas theme message, and I was like, "Well, it's like, it's <laughs> it's like two days before New Year's, so I feel like I have to do something like New Year's related." And I scoured the internet for like New Year's Bible verses, which let me tell you, there's a lot of them, I guess. So, uh, so I looked through like this big long list of like scripture verses that could be like applied to the New Year, and. Uh, a lot of them, I was like, I don't necessarily see how that fits. But there was one that I was like, okay, this is actually really cool, and I would like to talk about this. So uh, there's a passage uh, in the New Testament where Paul says, um, I'll, I'll actually, like, read it. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. And I was thinking about that because uh, this is the time of year where everyone makes, like, a resolution to change themselves in some way. Like, it's, like, the time of year where you focus on, like, for a lot of people, it's you focus on, like, your diet or your exercise. Like, it's, like, how do I reinvent my physical appearance in the next year? Um, there's other, you know, other people make uh, resolutions for, to, you know, to do something more or to do less of something, like less media time or less Facebook, or I've seen people say, I want to this year do more, um, like help more people. Like th those are kind of resolutions that people make. And I uh, am not good at resolutions. <laughs> I make them and then I start off like super strong and then by the end I'm like, I, I'm not doing it anymore. So like last year, I made a resolution that I was gonna, last year, or you know, the current year rent, I was gonna cook the entire Bob's Burgers cookbook just because I wanted to. And I was like, this is my New Year's resolution. I'm gonna make all these burgers. And there's 72 of them. And uh, like, the, like January through April, I made like two burgers a week. So like January through April, I made like a total of like 30 different kinds of burgers. And I was like, yes, like this is awesome. And then like, as it got on, I was like, this is really freaking expensive. Like, I gotta, like, slow it down. Like, so in the end of the 72, I wound up making, like, 40 of them. It was still good, but, like, my resolutions always start off, like, I really got this. Like, I'm gonna go for it. And then by the end of the year, I'm like, I haven't made or done anything for, like, three months. So it is what it is. So I was, I was thinking about resolutions and change and growth and all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, I was reflecting on my own like personal growth like as a as a human being and uh, I found myself in kind of a conundrum because I'm trying to evaluate what does positive change 
actually look like? Like, how do we measure our own, like, personal growth or spiritual growth or whatever you want to call it? Um, and I was struggling with it because you kind of measure yourself up a little bit to uh, your childhood in a weird way. Like, a lot of the ideas you have as a kid of how your future is going to be or how you should be as a person or what your goals are, all that stuff kind of is in the back of your head. And who I am as a person and who I am as a spiritual person and the things that I believe is grossly different than how I was as a child. And child me would look at adult me and say, like, he's going to hell for sure. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a, uh, you know, like, little 13-year-old zealot Keenan would be, like, totally abhorred by, the, like, the thoughts and ideas of adult Keenan. Like, there's a... Uh, like, I'm sure, like, if I, if I were, like, to go back in the past and meet myself in, like, middle school and high school, I would have tried to, like, middle school me would have tried to, like, convert adult me. Like, that's how, that's how, like, different my thought is from when I was a kid. And so I really struggle with, like, am I growing? Like, am I growing as a person? Because when I look back and think about, like, have I grown? Like, what I look back to in my childhood is, like, no, you're actually, you're, you're getting worse. Like, according to, like, how I was raised. Like, the way that I was thought to believe about God, the way that I was thought to believe about other people, I am regressing from that. Like, I'm the opposite of it in a lot of ways. And so it's hard as an adult to be, like, was well, this, is this positive growth or am I rebellious? Or, like, what is this? What does this all add up to? Um, and all of it has been triggered by Bloom. So uh, when we started going to Bloom, we, you know, I had been, I was raised in a very conservative home and the son of a pastor and went to like a Bible college. And um, I didn't understand Jesus though. Like I had, I had grown up in this whole environment where Jesus was talked about, but he was not the central figure of my like belief story. It was actually it was actually the Bible really more than anything was like the central character. Like if I were to compare it to like politics, like Jesus was the figurehead of my faith. Like he was like important. He was like the queen. Like you gotta have it. Like it's cool, but they don't really do anything. Like there's not it's just there. And the Bible and the law and everything I was raised in, that was parliament. That like that's where it got done. Like that's how that's how my faith was achieved, was through following the word of the law, following the Bible, like, following the rules, and Jesus was, like, kind of just part of it. Like, he was, like, in there, but not really, like, he didn't serve a purpose other than to be a figurehead, and a lot of people are surprised to hear that, but I don't think I'm alone in that, where, you know, the message of Jesus kind of got lost in the message of fighting for the honor of the Bible, and the Bible becoming, like, the most, uh, revered part of the faith and um and i'm not saying that it's not to be revered i'm just saying when i was growing up that was that was the be all end all like it was the what was in the bible was what was set in stone forever and it was perfect and good and there was nothing wrong with it and it was to be followed exactly and um my understanding of salvation was that like we're saved by jesus but it's incredibly conditional because Yes, like Jesus saves us, and that's why the Bible was written to talk about Jesus. But the second that you make a mistake or do something wrong, your salvation is is undone. Like you had to like it was this constant like give and take forever. Like oh, I would pray for salvation, or I'd be saved, 
because I was told Jesus saves, like I was told that, but I was also told like if I were to say the word shit and get in a car accident, I would go to hell. Like there was no, like, that's just, that's the way that it works. Like because we're sinners and if we sin, we're going to go to hell. And Jesus saves us, but only like for this one present moment, like when you're talking to him, like right then. And then the rest of it, you're like on your own and you kind of have to sort through it on your own. And uh, coming to Bloom, that's how I understood faith. Like there was a, you know, Jesus was cool. Like I appreciated it, but it was ultimately like my behaviors are what decide where I'm going to go when I die and decide like who I should be friends with and all that sort of stuff. And um, I remember hearing a sermon at Bloom talking about, I mean, there was multiple, but one of the things that triggered for me was the conversation about like how does, you know, and the hierarchy of, you know, if there is a hierarchy of the Trinity, like where does Jesus fit into that? And I had never heard it preached that Jesus was like the point of the Trinity, which we were meant to understand and was accessible to us and was, to me, it was always, they, I, I was raised in a Pentecostal movement where the Holy Spirit was the central figure more than Jesus. And so I, you know, we just didn't talk about Jesus when I was a kid. Not really, like not outside of Easter. It was a lot of talk about uh, behavior and how to avoid sin. Like we were all saved by Jesus, but it was our own behavior that would dictate whether we're actually saved in the end. Even to the point of um, like we had a lot of say in our own salvation because uh, even saying the sinner's prayer was uh, if we, it's conditional. If we aren't the ones to physically move our lips and say the sinner's prayer, then Jesus won't save us. So even in that case, it was all on something that I did and not on something that Jesus did. And coming to Bloom, I heard the message about Jesus dying for us to make us one with God and to get rid of the law. And that for me was like really extreme because uh, I love the rules. Like I, like I needed them to feel like I was stable. And to hear that there's nothing that you did or could do that would undo your salvation was kind of scary to me at first. Like I didn't really understand it. And I was like, okay, well, I, I get that, I guess. Like the Bible does say like, you know, Jesus died once for all. So all people are saved for all of time. It doesn't matter what I did yesterday or what I do tomorrow. Like that salvation is still secured. Uh, well, then what is that? Wh- like, what do I do with my life then? Like, am I, I, mean, I know I'm still a sinner, but I'm saved. So like, what, how does that work? Like, how can I still sin, but be saved? How do, like, I don't get that. So um, I still don't get it. <laughs> I'm still trying to process that because I am now doing a lot of things that uh, childhood me would be ashamed of. Like, like childhood me would not sit in front of a room of people and say the word shit. Like, and, and talk about God in the same sentence. Like that would be like abhorrent. Like there's no way that that would be allowed. But I'm not afraid anymore. Like I'm not scared about what's going to happen like to me when I die or any of that stuff. So I'm looking at my personal growth in a weird way because everything I've aspired to as a child, I'm not that. But where I'm in in my present state, I've never felt more peace and more uh, kind of like contentment with the way things are. Um, And I've come to realize so much of the things that the church and the law focus in on is very external. Like a lot of it has to do with the way that you're perceived. In the same way that New Year's resolutions, a lot of the times are very heavily focused on the way that we are perceived. It's all about 
what I, you know, I'm going to resolve to look better. Like, that's really what, it, for a lot of people, what it is. And all of this, you know, the, the sins I'm committing as an adult or whatever you want to call it, it, they're all outwardly. Like, they're all, like, I feel like outwardly I'm a mess, but inwardly I feel like more peace and calm than I've ever felt in my whole life. So, like, I look at, like, externally, like, I get up in front of people and say shit. I have consumed alcohol, which as a kid, I was, I vowed that I never would. Like, these are all things that I was, like, very, like, serious about. And uh, externally, I am lesser than I thought I would be. But internally, I'm so much better than I ever thought I would be. And I've come to understand and appreciate that in other human beings and the humanity of other people and having it being focused much more on character than on perception because uh, you know so many so many times we take these things that are very external and say that that's going to be ultimately what decides someone's character as opposed to like what is happening like internally in their life and you know we can't really know like I don't know what's happening internally in Doug or Steve or Aaron like I don't know what's happening I can only see the outside and so we use that as like the lens for us to decide like who is who's doing the right things who's a good person who is, you know, who has the best character. And then we use that and we kind of point it back at ourselves. Like, well, if people see me doing this, am I a good person? Or, uh, you know, it's all about how we're perceived. There's very few people who are like, I'm going to really try to do something super good and no one will know that it was me who did it. Like, that's kind of rare. Like, it's very rare that there's, like, not an ulterior motive to our good deeds. Even for ourselves, like, we're, like I know there's times where I have given money to a homeless person and been like, I'm, I'm just... I'm just a saint over here. Like, look at me. Like, I'm not even telling anyone, but, like, I go about the rest of the day, and I'm like, I'm, like, so holy. Like, I just, like, God, did you see, like, how cool I was? Like, I, like, literally gave that guy $5, and I'm, like, I'm, like, just one of the blessed chosen. And um, and now, like, I'm, like, like, that should be expected. Like, that's stupid. Like, why am I, why am I so focused on how I'm perceived by other people? Um, so, that's kind of what I wanted to focus on this new year is not thinking about, you know, what are my resolutions for how I want people to perceive me or how I'm going to be, you know, I also have like huge ambitions. Like I want to do this. I want to be a famous writer. I want to be in a movie, like all this stuff that I'm like, it's super outward. I'm going to try instead of, I mean, even, even the, like the burger thing I did last year, like it was fun and it was like fun for me to learn how to cook, but it was entirely like, for everyone other than myself. Like, it was to, like, be, like, look at me. I'm funny. I'm doing this. And I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know what it is. But I'm not, I'm not interested in that anymore. I, I think I'm trying to learn to be okay with, you know, not caring how people perceive me. But being better about, like, actively seeking the good things in my life and the good things in other people. And then bringing honor to those good things. Um... I'm going to close in prayer and then we can talk. God, I ask that you would uh, that you would continue to show us all the ways that you transform us through your work on the cross um, and that it's, it's you who are changing us. And I, and I pray that you would help us to be content with knowing that we are in right standing with you and that because we are in right standing with you, we can, we can move forward in freedom. And I ask that you would help us to use that freedom to bring good to other people. In your name, amen.